0: Um, also, Mr. Belvedere lives in our town.
1: Hmm. Now, Michael Ian Black. Yes. Does.
0: I think he moved. He did? I think so. Oh, Michael. Come on. Hello. Welcome to Guides the Unknown. I'm Kristen.
1: And I'm her little brother, William.
0: And today we are going to be talking about Sloss Furnaces of Birmingham, Alabama, a place supposedly haunted in real life, but that is also made a haunted attraction out of those stories.
1: What a gift to be haunted. Yeah. There are so many options, so many doors open for you Yes, if there is a ghost roaming the halls. That's you know? true.
0: Although, I mean, maybe it's easy for us to say what a gift to be haunted. Maybe real haunted people are like, this is the worst. I'm terrified all the time.
1: The only thing I could possibly do is create a haunted attraction around right. it.
0: It'll make me feel better.
1: Yeah, It's <laughs> the best I can do. I guess, you know, if you are being tormented by a ghost. Right how how great to torment the ghost back by selling tickets to see it
0: that's true that is one way to like get at them
1: yeah yeah. that's a good point get your revenge
0: yeah so, before we launch into it, we want to mention that this episode is linked to an episode of our other podcast, Ghost Adventures Adventures, where we talk about the very episode where they visit Sloss Furnaces, and that is available for you right now. So, just type in Ghost Adventures Adventures to any podcast app, and you can listen to us recap Zach Bagans and crew exploring the very place we're about to talk about.
1: Which is fun because we, you know, on Ghost Adventures Adventures, we're literally watching each episode of the travel channel paranormal investigation show ghost adventures Mm -hmm. so we only saw of sloss furnaces what host zach bagans and his crew got footage of
0: right but a sliver
1: yeah we only got information from them for the that episode that we already recorded having now looked into other aspects of sloss furnaces it sort of reframes how i feel about the bagans investigation in Mm -hmm. a way um but So it's fun to sort of like dig now into the quote-unquote real story of Sloss outside of the confines of Ghost Adventures. Right. So yeah, this is a double feature. This is a lot like when uh, when Angel split off from Buffy. but it's then exactly like that. Occasionally, there would be one Thursday night where the events on Buffy... Uh, dovetailed into the yeah. next episode of Angel, you know? I love crossovers. I love a crossover. Yeah. So this is I didn't even think about
0: it that way. I'm very glad that we get to engage in a crossover.
1: Yeah, with ourselves. Yeah. This exactly. <laughs> is so definitely check out ghost adventures adventures uh <laughs> subscribe to that show so that you can hear Kristen and me talk about ghosts and stuff mm-hmm. over there. Yeah. Um and yeah, I'm really pumped to talk about sloss Furnaces here.
0: I am too. I also want to mention if you want more of us go to gttupod.com where you can find links to our merch store and get our logo on pretty much anything you want. You can also find a link to our Patreon page or you can go to patreon.com/gttupod and this would be a good time to do it because if you're listening to it in real time we have our monthly live stream planning session coming up this sunday august 2nd at 12 p.m eastern standard time that's where with our patreon community we go live we talk to them as we're doing this and will and i plan out all our shows for the following month with input from the community so you get to get a jump on what's going to be coming you get to give us suggestions and get to hang out and chat to us in real time yeah There are also monthly podcast episodes that only come out over on Patreon. There are weekly posts, bonus episodes uh, that are video. All kinds of like extra content is over there. So if you donate $4 or more per month, which we really super appreciate, you get that stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm Patreon.com slash GTTU pod. That's right. It's all for you.
0: It's all for you. Pay
1: lots and lots of attention to the man and woman behind the curtain.
0: Yes. Yes. <laughs> we we need, need it. Clap for us. <laughs> yeah. Clap for us. It keeps us alive. Please clap. Please. All right. So I'm going to kick things off because I'm going to kind of piggyback on our Ghost Adventures Adventures episode. I, I, I'm going to tell you the story of of me researching this chronologically. Basically, we did ghost adventures. Adventures. I find out uh, information from listener Andrea. I look into that information. I have a question. I go elsewhere. That's how this is going to roll.
1: Okay. You're like, you're sort of like pinballing all over the place. Yes. Okay. I'm taking
0: you through. You're going to follow my journey. This is about me.
1: I'm, <laughs> congratulations. Yeah.
0: Okay. Not really. Anyway. So on Ghost Adventures Adventures, we do a summary at the beginning of the show to just kind of give a very broad idea of what the episode is about. So I thought I would start us off with that. I'm going to read you my written summary from Ghost Adventures Adventures so you can have a feel for what's lost furnaces is
1: maybe if you sync up this episode of guide to the unknown with that episode of ghost adventures adventures you'll have a very dark side of the moon Mm -hmm. wizard of oz experience
0: yeah which is my voice doubled and it
1: will layer on top of each other with this synopsis yes
0: perfectly okay here it goes Sloss Furnaces was built in the late 1800s in Birmingham, Alabama, and has a sad history of accidental deaths. Men were incinerated in the furnace during work accidents, and there were tons of other accidents there, like people essentially being boiled by steam and being caught up and ground up in giant wheel mechanisms. The Ghost Adventures team speaks to a worker who theorizes that the souls of the people killed there are unsettled because their deaths were so sudden, and Zach concurs however not all the deaths were accidental it said there was a foreman named slag who was super mean and got pushed into the furnace the furnace is no longer in operation but it's used for events and people have seen figures have been slapped in the face by unseen forces and one of the people who was slapped had a handprint that rather than feeling hot felt cold to the touch a particular hot spot at the furnace is an underground tunnel where the figure of a man has been seen an employee who's so into the furnaces that she has a tattoo of them on her back tells zach that when you come into the tunnel you'll often see people at the end if you have the nards to walk toward them once you get about halfway through you'll hear the sounds of people behind you and then we go into talking about their investigation so that's a broad overview this is a place that was in in operation back in the day tons of people died there in terrible accidents and it's been haunted since now one of our listeners andrea has actually been to sloss furnaces and investigated herself multiple times oh wow! so andrea is part of patreon she was part of our last monthly planning live stream so she knew that this episode was coming up and in in anticipation of that, she sent us an email about her experience. So now I'm going to read that. So Andrea said, the main thing I wanted to bring up is that James Slag Wormwood, who is that mean guy uh, who worked there and was killed and is supposed to haunt it. Andrea says, according to the curator, is a completely made up character for the Sloss Fright Furnace, a.k.a. the haunted house each October. There's no documentation of anyone with that name ever working there. There's so much out there about him now that he seems like a fact, but at 17 years old in 1993, I skipped school one day just to go there and then to the Birmingham library to research the history. One of the real slash main ghosts is Theophilus Calvin Jowers. Wow. They have a plaque there acknowledging him and also his son confirmed that he saw him there himself. So it seems like one ghost was kind of substituted for another. That's and interesting. I looked into Theophilus a little bit myself. We'll find out. My meaning, Andrea's personal experiences there are really feelings based. Like when you both say you would have, uh, like when you both say you would have to experience it yourselves. Meaning, like you and I would need to feel the vibe of somewhere to really feel like we believe something's going on.
1: Yeah, nobody can tell me that it's true. Mm-hmm. I, I will always find a way to discount it unless right. I genuinely have that experience myself right and you can't
0: discount your own feelings that's what andrew's referring to we've talked about that on the show before uh okay so her feelings are experience-based and she says uh there's no doubt to her that it is haunted but i only have my proof i'm not scared of haunted places because i want to see something The night I spent there with the ghost hunters. So she went and actually investigated this place with the team Taps from the show Ghost Hunters. Oh, wow.
1: That's cited on their website.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we're going to have more with them as well. I use them for part of my research. All right. The night I spent there with Ghost Hunters was great, and we had full access to the whole place. The two main things that happened that night, to me personally, is that there were all these fresh oil drops on the floor right next to this very large container. I lifted the lid and saw the oil was very low in it, so I initially just thought that someone had been messing around with it. The lid was one of those that is also the handle to something else, in this case, a long metal rod of some sort. I went to pull it out all the way, but you couldn't. It had a lock or something on it, so you could only pull it up so much. So how did the drops of oil get everywhere right next to it? Hmm. Hmm. So it seems like it was low. There's no way for it to migrate up with human means. The other thing, and this is completely personal, is that we were doing a final walkthrough of all the places there because it was about 2 a.m. at this point and things were wrapping up. So we went back into the boiler room. That was the room with all the oil droppings. We had already been there at least five times. However, when I went to go down the stairs into the room, my feet planted. It felt absolutely wrong. Not only would I not go back in there, I made my friends that went in ahead of me come back. I can't describe it except that I just knew we did not need to go in there. So that's my experience with Sloss. The only thing I will add is you need to watch the Ghost Hunters episode, which as a bonus features meatloaf. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. So. The person, not the food? The person. Wow. So again. Even better. My journey. I read this. I'm reeling. Yeah. I'm betrayed, bewildered. Slag is not a guy. Right. Right. There's an episode of a ghost show out there with Meatloaf that I haven't watched. (laughs) I got to find out what's going on here. I have to figure it out.
1: Thank you very much for sending that in, Andrea. I really love, I I completely understand that feeling. It's a very almost like, um, it evokes that nightmare feeling of trying to run away from a monster and being incapable Mm -hmm. of it, or you know, it feels like you're running through quicksand. Your legs just won't move fast enough. Yeah. The idea of being on the stairs and being incapable of moving forward, being completely paralyzed with fear, to Ugh. me it sounds like instinct. Yeah. To me it sounds like animal brain. I I don't even know if I can consciously explain to you why mm-hmm. I am as uh uh cautious as I am right now or yeah. so put off, but why question it?
0: Right. Something no is reason. wrong.
1: We're not going in there. Yeah. I, I really like that. That's scary.
0: Right. And that's credible to me. Yeah. That feeling is something that you can't explain and you just have to go with because why not? It's not life and death. You don't have to go down those stairs. Right. But if, I mean, it's really good that you honored that feeling. That's a feeling that's useful in a lot of places in life. And it's a good muscle to keep flexed and mm-hmm. rely on. You and listened. that's an awesome story. You listened To yourself, you listened to yourself. You you felt your feelings. You validated them, and you acted on them. Very good. Yes, I think that's wonderful story. And it's also just very cool. That is really weird about that oil tanker thing. Like fresh oil next to it. How did it get there? It's it sounds like that was a cool investigation also this place is humongous so i'm not surprised that it started in the evening and then went until like 2 a.m because it's like a sprawling place to investigate and at least on the episode of ghost hunters where they did it they had run of the entire property so i don't know if that's the situation when andrea went and investigated with them but like that's a lot of ground to cover a lot of potential
1: scaries ghost uh, uh, i apologies i host a show about a ghost show And I still don't know this. Ghost Hunters and TAPS are the same thing. Yes. Okay. The TAPS team Mm -hmm. does Ghost Hunters. Yes. Just like if you listen to Ghost Adventures Adventures, (laughs) the Ghost Plumps, that's Kristen and myself, are on a show that hasn't been made yet called Ghost Losers.
0: It's exactly that.
1: Okay. Understood. Understood.
0: You've got it. Listen
1: to uh, Ghost Adventures Adventures to get that full joke. (laughs)
0: oh god so i heard this she said i should watch the ghost hunters episode and i agreed i felt like i better watch this thing and see what's going on yeah so i found it i put it on and here is the deal they went and investigated sloss furnace two years after ghost adventures did oh. ghost adventures went there in 2008 the ghost hunters went there on the show in 2010 and indeed meatloaf martin a former resident of our town growing up was there his name is marvin a day i said martin
1: marvin a day yes meatloaf a day
0: yes a meatloaf a day keeps keeps the the, marvin away i
1: think it keeps the doctor like close very nearby on call you should not be eating meatloaf every day it
0: keeps the doctor away from his family because he's too busy tending to you
1: it's too much meatloaf a lot of meatloaf
0: (laughs) i love meatloaf but do you remember um he lived next door to friends of ours growing up and his mailbox was red and had a day scribbled on it like a little kid did it.
1: Uh, that I do. I just remember that Meatloaf lived yeah. in our town growing up yes. and and being like, I'm seven. Who's Meatloaf?
0: <laughs> See, I was like, I'm seven. I have a vague awareness that this is a famous person. I'm all over Meatloaf. Oh, yeah. Um, also, Mr. Belvedere lives in our town. Hmm. Now Michael
1: Ian Black. Yes. Does. I think he
0: moved. He did? I think so. Oh, Michael. Come on. Uh, okay, anyway, so Meatloaf went with them to Sloth's Furnaces. And I was curious what the deal was, so I ended up just Googling Ghost Hunters Meatloaf to see why this happened. And apparently he was a big fan of Ghost Hunters, and he previously went on the show a year earlier to investigate another place, and so they just brought him back. Hmm. Um, I also I watched an episode of The Haunting Of, hosted by Kim Russo, that was featuring Meatloaf from two thousand fifteen. I just watched this like on my own like a while ago about the um studio that he recorded, I think Bad Out of Hell in. He said he had a lot of paranormal experiences in there. It was actually a house that had a recording studio, um, like in the attic or something. And I found him very intense on that and I thought he didn't he seemed troubled. What? he was a lot more lighthearted on this. It was a heavy episode of The Haunting of He was haunted he was haunted all right what do you want him to be light and breezy he was like yelling at ghosts and seeming very affected he yelled at them oh yeah what did he yell i don't know i seriously watched it like a couple of years ago oh but it made an impression on me i was like wow meatloaf is a lot
1: ghosties in the mirror (laughs) maybe closer than they appear oh my god isn't that a big meatloaf song
0: yes yeah
1: also he was in the tenacious d movie it's about all i got about him and fight club
0: and uh rocky horror ghost club ghost club he also when i was looking this up i saw somebody say like ghost loaf Ooh, ghost loaf somebody somebody commented that meatloaf came of like a age and popularity in a time where you could release a rock album that's called a rock album but it's really all show tunes and i thought about it for two seconds i was like i think that's correct like, every Meatloaf song I can think of is really more like a show tune. They're very ballady. Yeah. 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 All right. Anyway, enough about Meatloaf. Sorry, guys. Meatloaf is in this episode of Ghost Hunters. He seems much more uh, okay than in the episode of The Haunting that I watched with him. He's really just kind of investigating, and he's enthusiastic about it. Um, but here is the deal. Here's what they say about the Sloss Furnaces on Ghost hunters as opposed to what I saw in Ghost Adventures. So they point out in this that it's not in conflict with what was on Ghost Adventures, but it's just kind of a further point that the furnaces were operational before there were workplace safety standards. So that could be a big reason that people were dying left and right. There weren't really standardized rules in place. Um, So people were boiled alive and incinerated by furnaces, and they also mention James Slag Wormwood in the Ghost Hunters episode. So they weren't really hip yet to what Andrea was telling us about his dubious realness. So the Ghost Hunters speak to somebody named Ron Bates, who's the museum assistant, and he tells them that people see figures peeking out a lot. This is a theme that I noticed. He didn't phrase it that way, but he says that a worker saw someone peeking out at them from behind a pillar... And then went back and they weren't there he said he himself saw someone come out from behind a piece of machinery and shade their eyes looking around and then step back and disappear Ooh. so these people are always looking and everything and i was thinking did they pop out here from another dimension or are they coming out and being like what is all this i need yeah. to get a grip of my surroundings so maybe they're like hiding against a pillar and looking and be like, okay, let me get the lay of the land here. What's going to be okay? What's not? And then, you know, disappear. Why ever ghosts disappear? Something actually
1: of that tracks with something that I found later on. The peaking? Which is weird. Not necessarily the peaking, but the unexpectedness and the implication that you just brought up uh-huh. that maybe the ghosts themselves are overwhelmed and scared.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And perhaps in need of some help.
0: Interesting. Um, They also hear a story about an apparition seen walking around with a shovel and a pick. So obviously implying somebody who was a worker there. They also include an officer in the kind of testimonials about the hauntings who says that the police department there has received a lot of calls about sounds happening at the furnaces that are worrisome, but then they've never found anyone there. So they go down into these tunnels. They also did this in Ghost Adventures. There are tunnels below the furnaces where people say that they have heard voices down at the end. Now, in Ghost Adventures, they tell kind of a, um, a story, but it's almost like something that's known to happen there. They say that you'll hear voices down at the end of the tunnel. And if you walk toward them, once you're about halfway down, you start to hear voices behind you. They didn't say anything about that in Ghost Hunters. They just commented on hearing the voices down there. Right. Um they also said that voices have been heard by this giant wheel, which they talked about in ghost adventures that causes suction once it's turning. And at least one person has gotten caught up in that wheel and died. And the voices they've heard have said, no go stop. And so maybe these ghosts want to prevent the same thing from happening, the same thing that happened to them from happening to somebody else.
1: Yeah, we got sucked into this machinery. Right. And Go. So, yes,
0: yeah, stay away from this.
1: Right, it's dangerous.
0: Right. So then on the show, um, the evidence that they catch is that they hear things being moved. And Jason and Grant, who are the lead investigators, both thought the other one did something to them that they didn't. So Grant thought that Jason touched him on the shoulder, kind of like, you know, like guiding him somewhere. And uh, Jason didn't. And Jason thought he said, Grant, say, hey, look to him. Like, just be like, oh, look at this. And nothing had happened. Meet Amy and Adam, the other parts of the team who now have their own show called Kindred Spirits, saw a shadow figure down in the tunnels who was blocking out one of those like laser light grids. They said they saw like a shadow figure of a man. You know those things that you can project with the hopes that maybe the pinpoints of light that this thing is projecting are going to move in some way that show you that there's an apparition there. They say they see a shadow figure and then it's blocking out that light. But unfortunately, didn't pick up on camera.
1: Oh, no. So,
0: besides that, pretty standard investigation-y sort of stuff. Noises.
1: How did you feel it compared to uh, Ghost Adventures?
0: It was okay. It wasn't as, like, I like Ghost Hunters. Um, it's obviously a lot less bombastic.
1: It's less theatrical. It's a
0: lot less theatrical. Yeah. Um, I like it. It's kind of apples and oranges. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have to admit, because I was focusing on the story part of Sloss Furnaces, I kind of clicked my way through their investigation part, because I didn't want to go into it too much- in here because that's not really what we were doing in this episode we just kind of want to talk about the story of sloss right so i didn't watch it all the way through but i've watched a whole bunch of ghost adventures and i excuse me a whole bunch of ghost hunters and i enjoy it
1: but from what you could tell there was no scene where one of the ghost investigators screamed at a ghost i'm gonna fire you
0: not from what i could tell then it's so different from ghost (laughs) where zach bagans tries to fire a ghost correct again apples and oranges so the last thing that i want to talk about is the story of who this Theophilus Jowers is? Yeah. The person who it seems like is verified to have been haunting sloss furnaces as opposed to slag. I think you're going to tell me a little bit more about that, but who, you know, may not really be a thing besides just in the haunted house. So this is interesting. This guy, Theophilus, worked at a place called Alice Furnace in Birmingham, not sloss furnaces off the bat. He lost his balance while trying to fix a bell around the edge of a furnace, and he fell into a vat of molten iron. Oh, my
1: God. So that—that's this is true.
0: Yes. Yes. That was in the local paper. Okay. That's horrible. So not long after that happened, workers at that furnace, not Sloss, started saying that Jowers was making the rounds, still checking on his crew. They noticed a male figure that wasn't identifiable, so they couldn't say for sure it was Jowers, but because he had just died... You know you could make the leap seen walking around in areas that were way too hot for anyone to be in which i think is kind of awesome yeah i like that that can't be a human like Mm -hmm. people will be incinerated just from steam walking through there but they're seeing a figure walking through there that's cool and people would feel sudden jolts of cold which is probably welcome working in those furnaces so something interesting about this like i said he wasn't at sloss furnaces this or he didn't work there Um, With the idea that ghosts might not always be tied to a location, but something that they feel kind of attached to. The furnace that he worked at, Alice Furnaces, was shut down. And then he was seen at a second furnace, not at the same location, until that was shut down, too. Then people started seeing him at Sloss, which is, like, across town. And that seems to be, like, where he resides. So... Obviously you could think people know the story of this man who worked at a furnace and somehow it traveled from front. it's like an urban legend. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It happened here. No, right. it happened here.
0: Exactly. But if you're thinking about it from a little bit more of a believer standpoint, maybe it was that not maybe it was not that he was so attached to the Alice Furnace location, but the vocation of working with furnaces and things like that and wanting to protect fellow workers from experiencing what he experienced and dying that way and so he has kind of made his ghostly mission to sort of try to keep some peace at these different furnaces all in the same city
1: that's that's interesting i like i like the way that you 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 phrase that
0: yeah exactly you
1: don't i don't or at least you know maybe it's just not common ghost lore these days because it certainly does evoke ghost stories i know i've heard before the idea of a ghost trying to protect you
0: mm-hmm. the ghost right. was
1: actually benevolent yeah. Um that certainly has happened before i can't particularly think of an instance right this second
0: yeah same it's it's not uncommon and that is something they talked about in ghost hunters the okay. episode of the show they were saying that it seems like go- the ghosts might be trying to protect people from bad things happening to them just like i was saying before i like that i do too um so it it made me think though like is this really what ghosts want to do forever? Like, did this guy not have a family that he wanted to kind of spend time with and just like, I don't yeah. know, haunt or hang around? And then it made me think, well, ghosts are obviously duh, supernatural, paranormal, above, outside of the normal. Maybe they just operate outside of time and space they can do whatever. Yeah. Maybe they can almost be in both places at once, like Doctor Manhattan. Yeah, true. And they're just having a completely experience of uh, afterlife. Sure, why not? Than we are. So, will that brings us to the end of my segment, and in just a moment, we'll talk about yours.
1: Yeah, I want to ask you real quick, just to just to confirm, because I I I, I found myself getting a little lost on one detail. Mm-hmm.
0: So, this person, Theophilus Jowers,
1: Theophilus Jowers, <laughs> yes
0: phileas i'm sure you went by that and not theo
1: not theo no phileas Th- 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 phileas yeah maybe just phil
0: phil or Yus.
1: <laughs> hi i'm Yus. yeah um he fell to his death right in a big tub of molten lead yes okay at which plant
0: alice furnaces at alice mm-hmm.
1: okay because I w- i started thinking about the jumping from location to location. I wasn't sure right. exactly where it happened.
0: Yeah, Alice Furnaces, then that closed down. He was seen at another location, that closed down, and now he's been seen recurringly at Sloss Furnaces.
1: Okay, okay, because I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I have my bearings going into my hat okay. because it certainly does, some of the stories that they share at Sloss Furnaces mm-hmm. evoke parts of that story, and yeah. I had not heard that story before. Right. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the character of Slag, which I think is based on Theophilus, and a lot about Sloss Furnaces as a haunted attraction. Yeah. In just a second. That's right. Because first, this episode of Guide to the Unknown is brought to you by another outstanding podcast out there called Scare You to Sleep. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Scare You to Sleep is chock full of binaural sound effects that won't jerk you awake, but will creep you to sleep. That's right. This is a podcast that you listen to when you are trying to snug down and lay your sweet weary head <laughs> on your pillow. That's right. There are only quality stories from published authors as well as up and coming authors. No creepy pastas, which is a fantastic sales <laughs> selling point because yeah.
0: As it's a like quality lover, control.
1: Yeah, it's quality. I love creepy pauses. I do too. I do to too. be sure, but and there I think are also, Shelby does too. The host. Okay. Yeah. I, how can you not? Right. But there are certainly a, a bunch of creepy that are like, so you're you're walking down a hallway <laughs> and you see yourself and it's all right. like second person. Like, so
0: if you're trying what? to sleep, you're like there with your eyes closed and then you hear that, <laughs> just like open an eye, like what the uh, hell am I listening to?
1: That should be that should be like. <laughs> The next thing of like, you know, scare you awake. It's a story that's written so clumsily that you're like,
0: wait, I'm doing that? What is happening? Oh, God. All right. I'm just going to get up. I just can't.
1: What are you telling me that I did? I'm, I'm puzzled. I can't help but admit I'm puzzled. Good morning. (laughs)
0: Exactly. But so in addition to those stories, Shelby also has experimental episodes, such as the guided nightmare episodes, where Shelby uses meditation exercises to make sure you're as immersed in the story as possible. So you're basically like living in your own horror story. While you're trying to go to sleep, and that might be your thing. (laughs) You can also send in your own horror stories to be considered for the show, which is very, very cool. Super cool. So I found this show myself because I generally don't have a hard time going to sleep, but I have recently, kind of. And I was cruising sleep podcasts on Apple Podcasts or whatever, and I found it, and I was like, oh, excuse me? So it's kind of perfect because you can listen to it and be... It kind of turns off the noise in my head. I won't speak for everybody, but you know, you can like close your eyes and there's like a hamster wheel of thoughts going on. If you're listening to something that I'm losing the metaphor, you're, the hamster wheel calms down. You're not thinking those anxious thoughts. You're just listening to the story. Relax, hamster. Right. <laughs> Really? Really? Shelby is scaring the hamster to sleep? So it stops going? (laughs) So then I can get some rest, basically. But anyway, (laughs) what I'm saying is you kind of distract yourself out of that sleep anxiety and eventually fall asleep. And it's really nice that it's something scary. Because if you're like us, you're interested in that kind of thing. And so you're not just bored and like, oh, this sucks. I'm trying to go to sleep. You're somewhat stimulated, but relaxed enough that you can drift off. I think it's an awesome show.
1: The entity known as Kristen Anderson is actually a facade Mm. and there are rodents inside working machinery. Right. She's almost a steampunk creation. Right. uh, But it's mostly just uh, hamsters and wheels and balls and stuff in there.
0: Correct. If you unzip me, I actually have a little top hat hiding underneath my hair and skull if we're talking about steampunk wow (laughs) with a cog on it instead of a
1: bow or a rose has any is is a skunk a rodent is steam skunk a thing Oh, my God. To be continued. Anyway, how can you hear the phrase guided nightmare right. and not immediately want to pounce right, and, and check jump. out how to experience it yourself? Go subscribe to Scary to Sleep right this second. If you like Guide to the Unknown, you're going to love Scare Scary to Sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a poor sleeper myself, I will definitely be trying to uh, ease ease my uh, transition into the land of Nod.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you can also go to scarytosleep.com and find the show on social media everywhere at Scare you to Sleep. Thank you very much, Shelby. I think you're awesome and I'm happy for our listeners to know about you.
1: Who doesn't want to do a great promo swap with us? We're so succinct and direct <laughs> and understandable.
0: If nothing else, we're sincere. <laughs> Perhaps not succinct, but sincere. <laughs> I guess that's true.
1: Well... Um, <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about uh, Sloss Furnace, Record Scratch, Fright Furnace. Whoa. Which is what they're known as when they do their haunted attractions. Yeah. So Sloss Furnaces, it's got to be a seasonal thing. I looked on their website and they say that they will be opening again in September
0: 2020. I mean, that makes total sense.
1: It makes total sense. I don't, I don't know if they actually will this year because of COVID and all right. that stuff. but. Uh, Yeah, they they are a very, very active haunted attraction. Um, And my impression from reading through their website, which is FrightFurnace.com, is that they offer a number of things which I'm not familiar with being sort of staples of typical haunted attractions. Okay. Um there is a tour, a, fu- a furnace tour which is supposedly going to, you know, bring you face to face with with ghosts and stuff. They have they have performers in there that may be dressed up as workers or as mm-hmm. zombies that can jump out and scare you like very classic haunted house yeah. style actually on the website they're very proud of having a $300,000 budget. Oh wow. Um and quote unquote Hollywood special effects.
0: Okay. You
1: know. Hollywood-level special effects? Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Um, But uh, there are a few other things that I thought were kind of interesting and maybe even a little confusing. Roadkill Cafe. Okay. You can get food there, and they're like, you can get hot dogs, hamburgers, hell, even pretzels. There's some phrasing like that. <laughs> but it's not only that. Here's some phrasing about how they describe their Roadkill Cafe. Watch the freaks while you're waiting. Have your Ew. I know. I thought the freaks... Yeah. It turns out they also they have a freak show there. I thought that Okay. I know I did the same thing as you. Yeah. Because without the context of there's a freak show here, right? it sounds like do some people watching of the freaks yeah. that come to our establishment. Right. Which is absolutely nice. how I took it. We're all a freak to someone else.
0: Of course. <laughs> yeah, you're
1: the freak. You're a freak.
0: You <laughs> definitely am a freak. I'm full of cogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cogs, rats. Yeah. Steam skunk. Right. Have your palm read, watch a vampish vixen swallow fire, experience an illusionist who plays with your head, or check out classic horror movies projected onto a 25 foot screen.
0: That I'm into. I don't like watching entertainment while I eat. I think it's weird. Like, have you ever been at a restaurant and somebody's like walking around, like singing, or there's like a belly dancer or something? Or at a wedding, I don't know, like a DJ walking around, you're like, uh huh. Like trying to eat, you want to acknowledge them, but you like also want to eat your panettone vodka. Uh,
1: how dare you say this to me? Don't you remember that oh I, I played Fraser in a murder mystery dinner theater?
0: Of course I remember. Troop. Of course I remember. Me,
1: Will Rogers. I played Fraser Crane. Right. And no one knew who I was.
0: Yeah, it's weird not to just be watching them. I feel rude anytime I like go down to eat. I, I felt rude eat. when
1: they forced me to walk up to people who were eating their food yes. and be like, Hey, hello, where's, where's Niles? I so Like, all I want to do is leave these people alone. I know. Can I, you pay me and I leave them alone?
0: I I <laughs> am anti-live entertainment and food mashed together. It was rough. At least not in close proximity. I mean, if it's big enough that they can't see you or make eye contact, but I don't want to be chomping down on a hot dog and accidentally make eye contact with a flame eater. I, think it's I weird. I,
1: I think exactly once. I stepped out to interact with people while they were eating food Mm -hmm. because most of the time I would just hide in our teeny tiny little backstage area. Just wait. Yeah. Just wait for my next like that's appropriate. Uh, And the one time that I went out because they were like, you know, you're supposed to like go out and mingle. I was like, ah, I went out and uh, I was like, are you enjoying your time? (laughs) I sound like Will Ferrell. I sound like Anchorman.
0: Yeah, you sound like um, Robert Goulet, which is also Anchorman.
1: It's been so many years. Uh, uh, Eddie, get off the chair. Let <laughs> me try to see if I can. Is Fraser Crane with us right now? <laughs> um, I walked up to somebody and I was like, Are you enjoying your time? And they were like, Yeah, it's great. And I went, Well, we do make the ordinary extraordinary. And then I just felt my heartbreak. Oh my God. I felt my own heartbreak because I said that. And then I just kind of was like, Enjoy, enjoy your chicken. <laughs> I also know where it slinked away.
0: Where you got that quote. What? I've I have a favorite OKCupid okay profile that I've shared with you many times over the years that contains that phrase, and I think it lodged itself in your head. Maybe
1: I mean it is just a phrase.
0: I don't know how often do people say that and make the ordinary extraordinary.
1: Exactly once. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway. So you can you can watch uh, freaks mm-hmm. at the Roadkill Cafe at, at Fright Furnace. Okay, uh, but you might be there getting your hot dog on, getting your palm red while you're waiting to get into another attraction, um, like the tour where you start out in a replica of Wormwood House, where Slag yeah. Wormwood lived as a child. Okay, this
0: is a recreation. Oh, God yeah oh God. It's not like him being like abused as a child and it turned him into an abusive man, is it? It doesn't seem good. I don't think yeah. we, I
1: don't think it's happy. Yeah. I don't have the storyline for for what what's
0: weird yeah so
1: the the what idea else could it be I know the idea here is that Slag, the ghost that we've been talking about, was originally known as James Wormwood. Mm-hmm. So he is James Slag Wormwood. So part of the tour is you start off in Wormwood House, where he lived as a child, or you may have gotten tickets to Outbreak 2, Escape the Zombies, or Become One. Okay. I don't know anything else about that.
0: It's probably just standard, but it's in a cool environment because it's in a giant furnace place.
1: Yeah, I think so. I think so. But the point is, they, they put on a hell of a show. Yeah. They have a lot of activities there. They also have a section on their website where they describe the urban legend. Okay. Let's start with part one. The Rise
0: of Slag. <laughs> I saw this. I saw this. I started to do it, and then I was like, "Wait a second, this is Will territory." Rise of Slag. Rise of Taj.
1: Um. So the story goes that Rise James- of slosh Slage.
0: <laughs> slage. <laughs> 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 ah,
1: that's so stupid. Van Wilder Four.
0: Rise of Slage. Rise
1: of Slage. <laughs> so the story goes that James Slag Wormwood was made foreman of the graveyard shift at Sloss Furnaces, this is in the early 1900s, he was in charge of about 150 workers. He'd force his workers, who were typically like poor, desperate, a lot of them had just immigrated to the country, they needed the work, they would do whatever it mm-hmm. took. Many of them would live near the furnace so that at a moment's notice, they could be called into to work to earn some money. Um, he'd force the workers Uh, into dangerous situations to push them to work harder and faster because Slag's one and only concern was impressing his bosses. Yeah. Um, And who cares what happens to all of these people? The fallout of that modus operandi was 47 deaths, a death rate 10 times higher than any other shift. Uh, also, there was an explosion at one point which blinded six workers. Oh, my God. Due to burns. Um, here's a quote from the, the, the website uh, saying, There were no breaks. There were no holidays. There was only the furnace and its constant hunger for more and more coal. Ooh. Leading us to part two, the fall of slag. <laughs> 1906, October. The <laughs> official story is that he fell. James Slag Wormwood fell from the top of Big Alice, the highest blast furnace in all of Sloss. (laughs) I find Sloss hard to say. Sloss. Sloss. His body landed and melted. (laughs) Uh, It landed in a Vat of molten lead, and that's why it melted. It didn't just land and melt. Okay, I kind of made it sound like it landed yeah, on the right. ground and then just, it melted. just started to melt. It just yeah.
0: melted. <laughs> what happened to him? Yeah,
1: well, he turned melt- out he
0: was made of sugar. Yeah, he
1: melted. Yeah, it was dangerous to work here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so he fell into a giant vat of lead. Sounds just like yes, Jowers. Yes, your friend.
0: Yeah, Theophilus Jowers. Theophilus
1: Jowers. Then he melted in there. Many supposed that slag had probably just lost his balance Sure, up there at the top of Big Alice. Maybe the fumes made him dizzy.
0: I feel like you've got a Keith Morrison thing going right now.
1: (laughs) That means a lot to me. Never mind the fact that Slag never went up to the top of Big Alice. Mm. Rumor has it that the workers had enough. They were sick of old Slag pushing them around, so finally they took justice into their own hands and shoved Slag to his doom.
0: Mm.
1: made him take the 400-foot high dive, but instead of a pool, it was goo. (laughs) Hot goo. (laughs) Ever since Sloss shut down the graveyard shift, (laughs) there were just too many strange incidents Mm. that had occurred. Here's where the hauntings begin in earnest. So there are a number of different hauntings that are cited all over the place. By the way, I, I did some research into the... Uh, how true this slag story was. Right. I had known from you that Andrea had said slag isn't real right And I figured I would come across the statement somewhere in my research of like the slag story isn't true. Mm-hmm. However, I found source after source after source, tons of sites referring to the slag story in almost the exact same way right without referencing it as being false. Hmm. Um, so here are the agreed upon hauntings. In 1926, a night watchman watchman is uh, pushed from behind, and he hears a voice tell him to get back to work. No one is there. 1947, three supervisors turn up missing. Later, they're found locked in a boiler room. Ugh. It's said they couldn't explain what happened to them. It's also said that they... uh, told everyone they were approached by a badly burned man who shouted at them to push some steel. I, Sounds... I don't understand if that means that they ran away themselves and lost and themselves. And because in...
0: they were scared. Right? Yeah, right. I, I, I yeah, true. You really,
1: can't really tell. Unclear. I, I do think it's funny to say we have no idea what happened to them. When are we got here? Except they told us. Yeah. You know? yeah. Uh, 1971, Samuel Blumenthal, Slice Sloss Night Watchman, comes face to face with, quote, a half man half demon who tried Ooh, to that's push the first
0: I've heard of that
1: yeah he tried to push him up the stairs okay Um, as Blumenthal resisted the demon just started pummeling him later a doctor would note that Mr. Blumenthal's body was covered in burns
0: weird it's like you get that's hit a good story
1: you get hit by this ghost and yeah. every time it makes contact that's a big burn right it's kind of scary it's yeah, kind of cool. cool all of the hauntings seem to happen around September and October at night uh, the spookiest. Pro- approximately when sl- Fright Furnace is open.
0: Oh. Like during the reign of Fright Furnace? Like is it operational during the time? I, that... I
1: have to assume that's part of the story to be like. Yeah. If you come, you might see. Oh,
0: okay. I gotcha. I something gotcha. spooky. Right? Yes. Uh,
1: <clears throat> there have been so many ghost investigations there. You've already mentioned some obviously ghost adventures. Um, but the website for Fright Furnace also lists this. It's pretty early on. 1988 a study conducted by the Center for Paranormal Events in St. Petersburg, Florida. They say this, While no events out of the ordinary occurred during the study, which occurred in May, many of the team members, including two psychics, claimed that due to the violent disregard for and loss of life, Sloss Furnaces should be considered a location-rife with restless souls oh okay i want to read this I wish again that was
0: a, an official like seal that you give a place i know like somewhere is you know deemed like a historical location this is deemed uh whatever place with restless souls
1: yeah you just stamp that yeah. on
0: but i want to just read this one part again while no events
1: out of the ordinary occurred dot 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 mm-hmm. they'll eventually say Sloss Furnaces should be considered a location Hmm. rife with Restless Souls.
0: Hmm. I got kind of hung up on the phrasing of that part, and I forgot about the first part. Right? That does seem peculiar.
1: (laughs) While no events outside of the only ordinary events occurred. But. But it's full of Restless Souls. This place is chock
0: full of Restless Souls. Yeah. Yeah, That's weird. So
1: that's what what Fright Furnace says. Mm -hmm. What do people say about Fright Furnace or the experience of going to the haunted attractions at Sloss Furnaces? Well, it's got a 3.7 out of 5 on Google. Okay. One of the top tags when you go through the reviews is waste. Waste? Waste of money. Oh. A lot of people say that. Okay. I've heard... Tough. Just from reading the reviews, I get the impression that maybe the attraction was once great mm-hmm. and maybe isn't quite as much. Many reviews on Google and on... Um, TripAdvisor, mm-hmm. say that uh, Sloss Furnace no longer has a theme. It's just kind of like, oh, there are zombies. Okay. Uh,
0: yeah, it's not themed around the history of the place. Yeah,
1: I don't really know what they they are trying to tell me. Yeah. Um, there are also a lot of people, because I also looked at Sloss Furnaces and like was like, hey, if I was in Al- Alabama right now mm-hmm. and I wanted to buy tickets, what does it look like for me? Yeah. And honestly... It seems like a pretty affordable, approximately like 20 to 30 bucks. Okay. Maybe a little more. Yeah. If you want to get the fast pass that puts you at the front of the line. Mm-hmm. Maybe if uh, a little more if you want to get the extreme pass. Oh. Where uh, no holds barred, they're allowed to touch you, they can push you, all of that like extreme haunted house stuff. Right. Now, I point that out to say that typically you would not be buying a ticket that allows them to touch you. Okay. However... I've read reviews where people are like, they spit on me.
0: Oh, hell no.
1: Yeah. Um, A lot of people being like, hey, this person touched me. And I said, I pushed them back to get them away from me and said, you're not supposed to touch me. And then the worker goes, well, you're not supposed to touch me. Like, what? what? What the hell's going on? What are you talking about? What is going on? Oh, that's not good. So honestly, like a real mixed bag. Some people love it. Some yeah. people have been going for years and to them it's tradition.
0: Right. But I'm
1: really seeing a lot rising to the top huh. of like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on. One person was like, they didn't even have hot chocolate included.
0: One star. <laughs> well, I assume that means it used to be included. <laughs> I
1: guess so. I'm not <laughs> sure. But I also found this, which which made me really excited. Frightfurnace.com has a section about paranormal encounters at Fright Furnace. And these are self-reported, sent-in stories from people who have attended Fright Furnace with their own paranormal experiences. Honestly, go to FrightFurnace.com, check this place out. Honestly, if I lived in Alabama, I would go. I wouldn't want to be touched.
0: You would go to the haunted house?
1: I'm feeling
0: very nostalgic
1: right now for, um, I'm feeling very cooped in. Uh Uh-huh. It comes in waves, right? Right at this moment. Right. I was even saying this to Allie earlier today. Like, I just feel very boxed in. Yeah. I had a feeling just the other day where I was like, I wish Guide to the Unknown could go to a fair. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go to a haunted house where people are going to push me and scream at me, right? But even sloth furnaces sounded pretty good to me, right you now. You like a
0: traditional haunted house? No. Okay, no, I no, didn't no. think
1: so. I would do it for the show, and it would get me oh, into I a different environment.
0: Sorry, I wouldn't.
1: Yeah, I truly hate that. Maybe I would do some reporting. <laughs> I would be our. our...
0: I would read online what the experience was like. Like we did previously, we did an episode about haunted houses.
1: Maybe I would be our crack correspondent.
0: Sure, sure, and then I could talk to you about it in the field.
1: There we go. So uh, here are some of the uh, self-reported stories of hauntings from people that attended Fright Furnace. Excellent. Apparition of a bride in her bridal gown. My husband, niece, and myself went to Fright Night in two thousand eight. As we first started going through the front door, we came around into a huge, like, auditorium. And this foggy-looking bride in her gown came by us and brushed us on our sleeves. The bride just kept staring at my husband. It was just really creepy. After she passed by us, she just disappeared into thin air. I'm finally getting back to go this year, and I can't wait. I'm hoping I'll get to see Slag and the bride, too. I know the story about Slag. (laughs) <laughs> but I heard there's a story about the bride as well.
0: Ooh. Uh,
1: that is from Billy Teague, a.k.a. Bug.
0: Oh, excellent. Uh,
1: but after all of this that we've heard about, like, Sloth's furnaces and Nothing stuff. Nothing about
0: a bride. A bride? I know. But again, you know, ghosts, you know, know no space and time. Maybe the bride likes the furnaces. Or maybe the bride resided yeah. wherever was there before the furnace was even built. Yeah, sure.
1: I got married here, and then they right. made it a furnace later on. Right. I don't know. All right, here's the next one from Tina, titled, Pee My Pants. <laughs> okay. My first time ever to go in Sloss Furnace was an experience that I will never forget. My stepson and I were both surprised at what had happened. We came to the clown section, and I hate clowns so bad, <laughs> but when I looked up over the wall, I see a little boy looking back at me. It freaked me out. He was just hanging there, looking down. Well, after it was over, we made it out to the parking lot, and my stepson was talking about a little boy he had seen in the same place, Spot, and it really freaked us
0: out. Ugh.
1: We still keep coming back, though. <laughs> I like the idea <laughs> Maybe that you they can... keep coming
0: back because it freaks them out.
1: Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. We gotta we gotta chase that thrill again. Yeah, I do like the idea of people going to like an attraction and having an off off-the-page yeah. experience. Right, know? it's
0: scary not in the way that they expected.
1: And then here's the last one I'm going to share with you. But it takes on a whole new context for me. I didn't know the story that you had told me until you said it on the show just now. But I, I had already copied down this uh, submitted ghost story from JGUH245 mm-hmm. on FrightFurnace.com titled, Me Think It Was Richard <laughs> Jowers, Frowny Face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's a Friday face made with a bracket, not a parentheses. Yeah, just which is, a... Yeah. Sad, the unique
1: choice. Not an emoji, a little emoticon. Equal sign, mm-hmm. bracket, yep. frown. Me think it was Richard Jowers. That me mm. thinks. <laughs> okay. Well, me and my BFF got a bunch of our friends to come with us last Friday to Sloss. None of them really watched the videos and stuff about it, but I did. Well... When we were going through the catwalk in complete darkness, I swear I saw a man sitting on the floor. Then in the tunnel, he was sitting again. And he said, help me. My name is Richard Jowers. Help me. But my friend pushed me on. I don't know if it was just me or what, but I know I saw something. His clothes were really old, bloody, and torn. He looked like he was the one that had been thrown in the iron and burned to death. But that's just me. (laughs) well that's just me talking me think it was richard Jowers. Mm.
0: well i can see why you would think that if they yelled i'm richard Jowers, help me yeah
1: hi i'm richard Jowers, and i need help but so this is one of those things that got me thinking so you yeah. told the story about theoplos jowers yes what's his
0: name theophilius
1: theophilius Jowers, who was thrown to his death i had not heard that story when i read this experience yeah i totally interpreted it as more what you were talking about earlier on about the idea of maybe there are just workers here. Mm -hmm. Maybe there are workers who are peeking out and looking concerned and like disappearing back in. I almost interpreted this one as... You know, these people went to Slaw's furnaces. They went to Fright Furnace, and they happened across a ghost who is confused. Yeah, who didn't know where they were. Who is worried? Who sees somebody and is just calling out for help? And maybe they've been lost for so long, right? That the only thing that they can even think to say, like, if I was lost somewhere and I was just like, "My name is Will Rogers." Yeah, maybe there are people find who find are- me find me maybe there are people who have been looking for me right you know maybe you'll remember my name and and tell people and they'll be like oh my god that's where will is yeah or, you know, who knows yeah my name is richard Jowers. can you help me right maybe this is also misremembered by this person yeah you know maybe it's made up right Right. obviously of course
0: what's slag's first name in real well you know is james it, it's james okay i was james thinking maybe it was a mashup slag
1: wormwood yeah wormwood yeah, that's a good name yeah
0: um yeah, I don't know.
1: I, I don't know. So uh, uh, to wrap it back up with slag. Right. Put a big bow on the rest of this.
0: Mm-hmm. I still
1: didn't know. And so I can use this more now to cite why it's cumbersome to find this information at all. Thankfully, we had Andrea who was able right. to say to us uh, that somebody from Sloss Furnaces confirmed to her directly the slag story is not true. Mm-hmm. I just went about on a little excursion to figure out how true is this? Yeah. Is slag... The abusive foreman. Is he real? Was he an actual human being? I found three different sites that refer to the story in somewhat different ways, or just from different times that I thought were kind of interesting. One of them is way back in 2005, so it predates Ghost Adventures, Mm -hmm. talking about Slag, where they tell almost exactly the same story as I told you. They tell the story of Slag. That's paranormalstories.blogspot.com. The next is Tuscaloosa News. Dot .com hmm. which is ostensibly a news site right yeah. um they suggest that slag was only incorporated into the fright furnaces storyline starting in 20 or starting in 2007 mm-hmm. at about their 10th anniversary of being open as fright furnaces right prior to that there was nothing
0: right that's basically what andrew was saying that's it's just a story for The Fright Furnaces, but then people grabbed onto it.
1: Which is great, because how nice to have a hook and a mascot and something for people to go there expecting to see. You're going to come here, you're going to see slag. Right. Right. Uh, And then the last one here is from Steel Master USA. Okay. I think that this is literally like an industrial site, but they talk about sloss furnaces, and they do. it's not the focal point of the article, but they do touch a little bit on the folklore surrounding it. They're the first site that I found that acknowledge that slag may not be real at all mm. um, saying there's dispute about his existence they also say that in 2017 the tour of the wormwood childhood home was added to fried furnaces uh, which makes me think that fried furnaces is probably just periodically continuing to expand yeah. that character yeah right absolutely so slag why is, not we now know slag is not real right he has Probably inspired by Theo. Theophilus Jowers, right? Who did fall to his death? Yes. Um, no,
0: no sign of him being mean or anything. So I think they just kind of took that on to make him more of a threatening ghost. Which makes a lot of sense yes. if you're
1: trying to have a spooky Halloween-related totally. attraction. How frustrated you if you're the ghost of Theophilus Jowers yeah. being like, "I'm the ghost. I actually, I actually fell and died. Yeah. Why?" Or you do, You all need to shut up. Right. Right. Then, and I'll just say this, because again, this episode is a tie-in with our uh, our new spin-off podcast, Ghost Adventures Adventures. Yes. Zach Bagans and crew went to the Sloss Furnaces, and most of it is Zach Bagans himself in the basement talking to Slag. It's very Slag-based. So he's talking... You could always argue that when you're talking to a ghost, you're talking to no one. You're making it up. Yes. But now knowing that Slag is a fictional character, he was especially talking to no one.
0: Right. But perhaps a ghost saw their in, and they're like, all right, I'll play his Slag.
1: <sighs> Maybe. You know? We also know that one of the credible pieces of evidence from that episode was an EVP of a voice saying, I hate Zack. Yes. Maybe they were frustrated with him talking yeah. to somebody who's not real.
0: <laughs> right? We're like, we're over this. That's not even a real dude.
1: I hate Zach. I hate Zach. So there you go. That yeah. is the the frightful attraction made out of Slaw's furnaces.
0: That's right. And. That is the end of this episode of Guides the Unknown. I hope we gave you a nice, complete overview of Slaw's Furnaces. But there are always more to learn, so give it a goog if you're so inclined. Also, make sure you hit our show notes, and you can take a look at the links we use for this show and go a little bit further with it. And thank you again so much to Andrea for submitting some information that really helped this episode along. Yeah, And she was able to do that because she's part of our Patreon. So if you go to patreon.com slash gttupod, you just like Andrea last month, can join in and watch our monthly live stream of our planning sessions. And maybe you'll influence another episode of Guides to the Unknown. Yeah. It's a very cool thing. I really like the symbiosis we have with our listeners. It's nice. It's yes. nice to
1: get to to be organized, to plan mm-hmm. ahead, to know what's coming down the pike. Yeah. I think it's probably kind of fun for people that enjoy this show to get that sneak peek and know what to expect mm-hmm. and also be able to chat back to us and be like, well, here are some topics that I, would, I, I think you might have fun looking into
0: right and they you know they I say get to it's not such an honor but they get to see our spreadsheet and how we organize things mm-hmm. and ideas that we have and it's just a really cool kind of intimate time
1: yeah I like that yeah it's very fun so we'll be doing another one this Sunday mm-hmm. um, so please join us for that again that's patreon.com slash pod. you'll get that and about a million other things if you join the netherworld warrior level starting at four dollars a month
0: That's right. We Um, really, really appreciate it. So thank you.
1: Yeah. You can keep up to date with Guide to the Unknown. Ghost Adventures Adventures and whatever else we may be doing on the way by following at GTTU Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also join the Guide to the Unknown Secret Society on Facebook to chat back with us and other people who watch and listen to this show by going to Facebook.com slash groups slash GTTU Pod. Mm-hmm. Again, tpublic.com slash user slash GTTU Pod will bring you to the Guide to the Unknown merch. Get a mask. Yeah. Get a shirt. We've Absolutely. seen a lot of pictures from people that uh, enjoy the show yeah. wearing their Guide to the Unknown shirts, and it's wild.
0: I was just thinking I need to do kind of like a roundup post of all those pictures because it's really, really cool. And we're hearing that they are extremely comfortable. Almost yeah. everybody remarks about that. Yeah. So very happy to hear that. Yeah. We would also really appreciate it if you sh- if you shared the show with a friend, if you shared it with one of the Facebook groups that you're in. It's really, really great to tell people about the show and then have them join us and have this whole crew of really awesome people who are kind of bonding over spooky stuff totally we would also really appreciate it It makes a big difference i know every podcast says it but it's true if you left us a five-star review wherever you listen to the show but particularly on apple podcasts we would really appreciate that review
1: yeah we just hit a milestone this past week we just crossed 400 reviews on apple Podcasts. thank you guys so much which is ridiculous Mm -hmm. uh and here's a new review from a name I can't pronounce, Ug Ug to gov de yugv, called New yeah. Binge. I just found you guys, and I am so happy. I have listened to 38 episodes so far. I'm hooked. I love your back and forth, brother, sister vibe. Keep up the excellent work, heart, heart. Thank you very, very much for that nice review. Please, if you all out there consider leaving a review, you might hear us read it on the show in the future.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I have to say, I see another review there. That was from somebody who said they found the show on Scare You to Sleep when Shelby did a promo for us. So definitely go check out Scare You to Sleep. Enjoy that. Get some nice Z's with it. Yeah. And uh, tell Shelby that Guides the Unknown sent you.
1: Without a doubt. All right, everybody. If you want to keep up to date with Kristen and myself, you can also follow us online.
0: That's right. I'm at Chillin' Kristen everywhere.
1: And I'm at The Myth Traveler. Links to everything that we've been talking about, previous episodes, future stuff can all be found at the home of Guide to the Unknown, gttupod.com. And you know what? I think it's time for us get out of here so we will be back next week for more spooky stories to share with all of you but until that time comes we must travel
0: back to the netherworld go we
1: is a skunk a rodent is steam skunk a thing
0: oh my god to be
1: continued anyway